Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's uh, 106 in Edmonton. Reality's clicking in here. Uh, Brendan Escott has just uh, typed up uh, uh, the name and the number of our next guest, and it's come up uh, Todd McClellan, California, which maybe uh, speaks to uh, where we're at right now. So anyhow, this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops. IT plotter software now. Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices uh, managed at Digitex. Uh, the texts, and a lot of them have come in, uh, many of which have said the same thing. Bob, please uh, thank Todd for his work with the Oilers over the last uh, three-plus years and wish him the best of luck in L.A. So we'll get that out of the way right away. There's probably been uh, 60 to 80 texts like that over the course of the last hour with knowledge that Todd was going to do our show. We're going to head right off right now to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. He is now the head coach of the LA Kings, Todd McClellan, joins us here on Oilers Now. Todd, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Good afternoon, uh, Stoff and uh, Edmonton. Um, it's nice to uh, touch base again and and spend some time with you. Yeah, no, uh, much appreciated. Uh, you had options. Tell me about the fit uh, with Rob Blake, uh, Rob Blake, and the LA Kings, Todd. Well, what's interesting about the uh, situation that I'm going into in LA is that Rob and I have had a relationship going back to uh, 2008 when he joined uh, the San Jose Sharks as a player, and at that time I was uh, the head coach and. Roles were completely different. Uh, you know, I was directing the team and, and his ice time and his play, and he was producing some good years for us. Now um, he's the boss, uh, he's the general manager, and, and I'm the coach. But uh, what I what I've known and what we've worked on hard over the, the years is keeping the, the relationship that we had. Um, I've been able to watch him grow as a manager, and he's been able to watch me grow as a coach. Um, and uh, now when we spent time together over the last three weeks uh, talking about the opportunity in LA I realized that um, I think I could have a, uh, a real good long-lasting relationship with him as a manager we share a lot of the, the vision that's necessary I think for the rebuild in in LA and I'm excited about the opportunity uh, you just used a term that I don't think a lot of people have used to describe the Los Angeles Kings rebuild. So, is there a recognition that, that you know, that despite the fact that you have, you know, a thirty-something-year-old on, I think what's what's on Jay Kopitar now, thirty-one, thirty-two, uh, Dowdy's twenty-nine. I mean, those guys are two terrific players. Is the organization in a bit of a rebuild right now, Todd? 
Well, they, they're facing reality, and they, they know where they're at. Um, coming off a couple of Stanley Cup championships, they've had to move assets out to do that. Uh, the, the cupboards have got thin over time, and uh, they're not apologizing for it. They, they won the championships. They would do it all over again. But what ends up happening is you pay the price for it a little bit further down the road, and that's the situation they're in. So um, it was it was very um, enlightening to sit down with their management team and uh, from the owner on down to see their plan, to see what's in place. But it is a uh, it is a situation where the team needs to get younger, where it needs to change the makeup uh, of the team because of the way the league is playing. Um, that doesn't mean uh, the veteran players won't be valued there. There's some tremendous. Uh, amount of talent, uh, but it is a, a simple fact that uh, they're in a real position where they have to retool and uh, they're going to have to be patient doing it. And um, they have a plan and they're going to execute it. Is this a little bit different of an experience for you? I mean, when you went, left uh, Detroit and went into San Jose, I mean, they were a 50 win team, I believe, with Ron Wilson the year before, and you took over San Jose and they were a 50 win team the next couple of years as well. I mean, they were, they were kind of their players, a lot of their top players were finished products. You came to Edmonton. And uh, and I know the jokes about the perpetual rebuild in Edmonton, but the fact is, Todd, it, it looked like a team that was on the precipice of taking a big step forward. And and I and I'm I'm sensing here this is maybe a little bit different challenge for you. I think it is. Um, you know, the, the case in Edmonton as we were entering that that situation, they had a, a real strong uh, young core in place with with Hall, Everly, uh, Nugent Hopkins. Uh, they had some players coming in, Drysidle and Nurse in the organization and then of course uh the kingpin of them all was was connor being drafted that uh that spring or that summer pardon me um and the pieces were were slowly falling into place and uh in this case uh they're coming off championships uh they've they've moved those assets the uh i guess if, if you're going to use a comparison dry sidle nurse uh those type of draft picks have been moved out uh, to acquire pieces so that they could go on the run and win cups. So uh, I would say that L.A. is a little further behind where, where Edmonton was as we entered. But, um, you know, they are, uh, they're aware of it and they're operating based on, on the reality of it. And um, Like any team, it really one thing that I found out, it doesn't matter where you go, you've got a lot of work to do. And you got to really dig in. And, and the Tampa Bay Lightning have a lot of work to do, and they had 62 wins. So uh, the league is not easy anymore. It doesn't matter what type of team or group you're presented. You have to uh, you have to dig in and uh, get the best out of them and project where your team is going and try and build that way. Todd, uh, you had options when you took the Edmonton job back in 2015, and regardless of what's been reported, you had options here as well how important is um your feeling as a coach in terms of this is the right situation for you and your comfort level with ownership and management oh i think it's very important um you know for anybody in in my situation i was basically a free agent once i was let go in edmonton and when you hit free agency as a player a manager um, maybe even a broadcaster you could answer that question but uh you end up in a situation if if there's more than one team that that is interested in you you get to do some homework and you get to uh to um talk to different people and and ask questions the interview becomes yours as well as theirs and um, you're looking for stability. You're looking for comfort. Um, there is no guarantee that it's going to play out the way you, you hope it will. 
uh, but you take the information, you you make your your best guesstimate on on the best spot for you, and where you think you can have the biggest impact. It's not always going to the best team. It's it's going to the team where you believe you can have an impact, and you make your decision. and And once you do, it's time to roll up the sleeves and get back to work. You uh, took the job late last week. Have you had any thought process to uh, the makeup of your staff or? Is that in its embryonic stages right now? Well, that's that's certainly in the embryonic stages. Um, really, quite frankly, the the last month's been a whirlwind for me, uh, following my son's hockey and, and traveling to do all of that, uh, meeting with different people. Um, the LA experience of being there and trying to get comfortable as a family was really important for us to begin with, and and now we'll uh, we'll let things settle down a little bit. Um, you obviously need a really good, strong staff. Um, there's people that I've worked with in the past. There's new people out there. Um, I really need to take some time and, and digest everything. Uh, I'd like to talk to some of the players prior to, to working on the staff to see what their uh, their beliefs in the team are and where they think they're at, and, and then we'll go from there. Uh, you mentioned following uh, Tyson and, and Denver around. Of course, you were in Buffalo for a couple days. Um, I watched the game that uh, Denver got knocked, the, 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 the Final Four game. I know we've spoken about it uh, privately, but wow, that is uh, that is that is a, a unique set of rules where they can sit there and use video review on potential headshots. That is a that makes it. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you're used to it by now, but if you're not used to it, or if it's the first time you've ever seen it, you're like, geez, that looked like a pretty good hit to me. They are very uh, protective of that in NCAA hockey, aren't they? They certainly are. They're uh, they're not going to err on the uh, the free shots. They're not going to err on the injury. They are very protective of, of the head at that level. Um, are they ahead of the game? I don't know. Is that where it's going? But it's funny. You're frustrated with all of the um, with all of the calls, with all of the delays in the game as it happened in that one. But when you have a son playing and uh, Tyson was involved in one of those hits he took, uh, you kind of appreciate the fact that uh, they're willing to slow it down. They're willing to hold players that are reckless accountable. Uh you know, when you have skin in the game, it's a little bit different. And, sure. um, you know, that's that's the benefit of having uh, two young sons that keep you current. And one that plays hockey keeps you really current uh, when it comes to the game. On that note, the Kings are a team that has a reputation for being a bigger, heavier team. A lot of people thought, uh, I believe, the term used to describe what Pete Shirelli was trying to build here was... Uh, the uh, brunization of the Edmonton Oilers uh, lineup. Um, and I know that you had philosophical discussions with Peter when you took the job back in 2015. It, Los Angeles has always been a, a big, tough, difficult team. They, you know, they, they sort of kicked sand in the face of the Oilers in the past. Do you foresee the Kings maybe, have they already started down the process of maybe changing that makeup a bit and going to a little bit more speed and skill as the league has moved in that direction? I think that's very fair to say. Um, you know, they one has to take a look at what happened over the last decade. There were two teams that won a lot of Stanley Cups, and that being Chicago and that being L.A. I think they won five of of seven. Um, you throw Pittsburgh in there with back-to-back ones, and each style was significantly different. Uh, Chicago had some pace, some offensive skill, uh, where L.A. wore teams down. They just wore on them and wore on them, used their size and their strength. Um, so teams that were emulating what um, the successful teams were doing had to pick between one or the other. And, um, you know, I'll talk about L.A.'s situation. They they won. They believed in what they were doing. But now it's it's time to adjust a little bit. 
uh, move forward, and they, they recognize that. Um, most of the skill, most of the talent, the speed, the pace is coming through the draft now. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I've said earlier, they didn't have all their picks because of their, their championship runs, but now they're stockpiling again, and I'm sure there will be a focus on on that attribute when it comes to uh, acquiring talent. Uh, obviously, we're not going to drill down in Edmonton. That's in the past, but I'd be remiss without asking you about what it was like uh, to coach, uh, you know, Edmonton's Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle had ridiculous years when it was all said and done. Um, what was it like dealing with those guys on a day-to-day basis? Well, those two in particular were outstanding. Um, you know, Connor is a hell of a player. There, I don't even have to begin to go into that for for the Edmonton fans. They they're fortunate to watch those two play each and every day. But what they probably don't see enough of is the type of people those two are. Um, Connor is is an outstanding young man. If I had a daughter, I'd want him dating Connor. Put it that way. It's uh, he's respectful. He approaches the game properly. He understands the community. He's passionate. Um, I've never seen him turn a little autograph seeker down. doesn't matter how old he is, what time of night it is, he's signing an autograph. So it goes above and beyond for him. He understands he's an ambassador. And Leon has a lot of those qualities as well. He's come a long, long way uh, as a player and as a, uh, as a human being. Uh, I enjoyed every minute around those two players and, and, quite frankly, every minute around all the players. They, they bring their own unique personalities to the rink. Um, I wouldn't trade my years in Edmonton for, for anything. I was hoping for more, but sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Uh, and on that note, uh, you know, Todd, we're going to wrap things up here. We appreciate your time, but uh, this is, uh, you know, we we didn't get a chance to talk to you after the move was made back in November. Uh, I, you know, I think you know that uh, a lot of the fans, uh, well, history played out. It's, it's not like the team improved during the course of the season, but uh, just an opportunity for you to say a final message to the fans here in Edmonton. Yeah, and I don't think it has to be a final one. I'll certainly be back in that community, obviously, with L.A., but I, uh, I've i said it to you privately, and I've said it to a, a number of, of other people in that community that, that, that my time there was uh, treasured, and I'll always uh, look back on my days. The fans were outstanding. They're patient. Uh, they deserve a, a championship-caliber team, and I'm sure they'll get there eventually, but it is one special spot in the National Hockey League, and that community, that city should be proud of uh, of the, the way they behave and the way they support that team. Todd, thanks for your time, and we'll uh, touch base down the road. Okay, sounds good. Take care. See you later. That is Todd McClellan, the head coach of the Los Angeles Kings. It is one night, still has a uh, an interesting... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No, ring to it. Wow. What a crazy year. 119 in Edmonton. All right. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout. Uh, this is Oilers Now. This is Oscar Platform from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. It's 123 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. 
want to tell you the guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton South, downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park. And you can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. With over $10 million in new and pre-owned inventory, they're one of the largest Ford dealers in Alberta. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Brendan, you heard him. There you go. Um, he promised me that when he got his next job, he would do our show right away, and uh, and that's what uh, Todd did. Um, so I, we're, we'll get to some of the, the text, but just get a quick thought from you on that. Any surprise at all in uh, his perspective on things? Definitely not. I think uh, it was pretty clear to me that I think he, he wanted to stay the course here, and yeah. unfortunately it wasn't in the cards, um, but just a, a class act. I think yeah. that's a real good way of describing him. It's just a classy guy. Out of Lac LaBiche on our Heartland Ford uh, text line, uh, Todd is all class. So this text out of Edmonton. Uh, it's a classy guy, that Todd McClellan. Uh, more text. What an absolute pro that man is. That one comes to us from JJ. This text from Carl says, Bob, it's interesting that Todd has said without coming out and saying it, uh, so uh, that the team that he came to coach in Edmonton was torn apart before he could bring those players to the point he wanted to. Like I said, management was way too impatient. Hopefully they don't do that again. Oh, well, um, yep. Yep, can't say I disagree. Management was too impatient. And uh, he had the keys, man. The GM had the keys. So... I'd say it to Peter's face. He was given carte blanche, made some moves early that, uh, you know, here's an example, Brendan, of of perspectives. Like people say, well, why would you ever have traded two picks knowing there was an expansion draft coming up with Seattle for Griffin Reinhardt? They didn't know there was an expansion draft coming up. Now, the trade itself, two picks for Griffin Reinhardt, it's just a bad trade. Did not work out. Okay? The Hall trade... I've always said there's been contributing factors, some of whom are no longer with the organization, that uh, didn't necessarily help that scenario, but it was ultimately a trade where, and if you take a look, and I'm going to give you two other guys in the organization that Shirelli could have talked with, Kevin Lowe and Scott Housen. Look at what Kevin Lowe got for Chris Pronger. Look at what Scott Housen got for Rick Nash. And then turn around and take a look at the Taylor Hall trade. It's all you need to know. How did those guys handle trading away? And and actually, they were in a tougher spot than Shirelli was with Hall. Okay? They were in a tougher spot because Taylor Hall didn't want to leave. Okay? In the case of Chris Pronger, Kevin Lowe was in a tough spot and made a really good trade with Anaheim. And Anaheim won the cup, but the Oilers got... Lupul, they got Schmied, they got plus, 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 and one of those pluses turned out to be Jordan Everlake. And in case of Hausen, he stood his ground on Rick Nash and ended up getting the first-round pick. He got Dubinsky, he got Anisimov. Like, he got a good return on that trade. Made a pretty good hockey trade. Who am I missing? Who else did they get in that deal? Anyways, he, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, and Peter knows it. If he was listening to the show right now, he knows it. Even what occurred during the course of this season. The Oilers were 9-8-1 and when they traded Ryan Strom. I know he wasn't a world beater. He played 14 of his first 18 games with Milan Lucic. 
who, by the way, was the prize asset that was brought in via free agency. So this isn't a kick dirt dirt fest on Peter. It's it's he'd, he'd acknowledge it. He'd have to. You've heard Brian Burke on the show. Brian Burke would has said Peter would acknowledge he was given. Now, was there a secondary wave of prospects here beyond the elite? I mean, the Oilers had elite. They had Drysaddle and Kelowna when Shirelli and McClellan came aboard. Um, playing in the Memorial Cup that year. Right, they had the pick, for, uh, which was going to obviously go for McDavid. They had Nurse, they had Clefbaum, they had Nugent Hopkins. Oh yeah, they had Hall and Everly. So when the texter says it's um, this text comes in out of Barhead, Bob, it seemed obvious to me from Todd's comments that he would have preferred to keep the Oilers young core together after the 2015 season. Sounds like he wasn't on board with dismantling the group. Thoughts from Dave and Barhead. I, I would suggest that you would have hoped. Like, Adam Larson was a good piece, and Adam Larson played a factor, and the Oilers taken a big step forward. The league moved in the other direction as well. So one of the things that undermined Shirelli, in fairness, was they didn't have a wave of guys. Like, right now, the organization, whoever comes in here, has got a wave of defensemen coming. There are defense prospects coming that are going to change the makeup of the D moving forward. Caleb Jones. William Lagason, potentially Ethan Bear, definitely Evan Bouchard, Dmitry Samarukov, even Joel Persson. They didn't have guys like that before coming on the back end. Forwards, I wouldn't say they have a multitude of prospects coming, but Yamamoto and Benson. And Yamamoto's been hurt this year, and it's been a bit of a lost year. And they have the pick. It's not a terrible situation, but they got to start gaining some traction. Um uh, Bob, listening uh, to those guys might have been Peter's downfall. We'll never know. Probably not. Only time will tell, and I hope the truth comes out sooner than later. More texts on Todd. Uh, what uh, you know? Uh, just multiple people saying. Uh, <laughs> I can't read this one text. Todd wasn't going to comment on Peter's work. That was pretty apparent, and he didn't. So for the texters that asked me, I uh, can't. Uh, you know, that was not going to go down that path. Ash says, what about, uh, why are you saying Peter's name again? What about uh, Craig McTavish and what about Scott Helsing? Well, they're both still in hockey operations, Ash. 129 in Edmonton. And again, I believe that Shirelli, for the most part, real autonomy. And Brian Burke has suggested that on this show too. And he has no reason to do so. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodwan. We'll get to more text a little bit later on because now we got everybody fired up again. And uh, Kurt Hill with a quick hit on the Edmonton Oil Kings as well. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.